The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend. There is a season And a bright good morning and welcome to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria show and the show that's all about how we change, how we age and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. A big hello to you and anyone else who may be listening with you this morning. We're pleased and privileged to have you along with us again on this beautiful day. 457-1290 is the number to call in if you'd like to share your thoughts or experiences with us. Over the years, we've covered a great many health topics on this program, everything from dementia to heart disease and from orthopedics to cancer. We try to inform and enlighten them as much as we can, often with the aid of top professionals in their fields. Whether it's Alzheimer's or Parkinson's disease, diabetes, dental implants, substance abuse, high blood pressure, or whatever it is, we're always trying to point our listeners to the best resources and the latest research. And we encourage you to be proactive in the care of your own health and that of your loved ones. Now, when it, uh, when it comes to medical stuff, some of us may be very open with our health conditions, seeking the advice of family members and friends or people at church or work or what have you. Others of us prefer to keep things pretty private, sometimes very private, and for a long time. But regardless of whatever personal choice we make regarding disclosing an illness, there are some illnesses that go undetected, misunderstood, or underappreciated for weeks, months, and years by the wider population. This can occur within families. You know, sometimes people or relatives don't even know what's going on with us. It can also occur in wider social settings like church and school and work and so forth. There are certain things that seem like surprises to people uh, that have been going on for a while. And these are illnesses which are not necessarily obvious in the sense of seeing somebody with a broken arm or a leg or perhaps in a wheelchair. And because of that, they can sometimes be marginalized and marginalized through common words that are often insufficient to cover the broad range of illnesses that may be present. Perfect example of this would be the terms depression and anxiety, right, Gloria? I mean, they right. those are used often very colloquially. People can say, oh, I'm depressed, right? Yeah, or, you know, I, I'm so anxious, you know, and, and sometimes it's anxiety that just comes from within for no apparent reason. You know, they suffer from anxiety all the time. They don't know why even sometimes, but then it can be like, you know, I'm anxious because I have a, a final, you know, or I have this doctor's appointment. So situational, there's situational depression and anxiety, and then there's long running. Right, something more clinical, more, right. more chronic. Right. And also then, uh, while people generally don't... Uh, they don't fuss too much about going to the dentist or going for their annual checkup. There's somehow still a stigma for a lot of people in discussing anything along the psychological channels or any kind of counseling or anything along those lines. People don't want to talk about that yeah, stuff. Nobody wants to use the word mental illness, you know, but we use other terms for other illnesses freely every day. But there does seem to be a stigma. And that does lead us to today's conversation about suicide and particularly the rise in suicide by our teens. According to recent research and discussed in the Dayton Daily News Path Forward Initiative, local health experts have seen an increase in mental health disorders among our youth. There was a recent article in the Dayton Daily News which talked about the mental health uh, of our youth and how it's a concern in the Miami Valley. There's some startling statistics, I think, that have Yes, so I'll, I'll share a few of these statistics, and they are startling. 125 youth ranging from ages 8 to 19 died by suicide in Ohio in 2017. That's a 50% increase from the previous 10-year average. Now in 2018, that number rose to 128. And according to the Ohio Department of Health data, or according to them, in 2000 when the state began more closely tracking child deaths, 70 youth in Ohio died by suicide. So that is a 
huge uptick. In, uh, in 2018, 7.4% of teens in the U.S. said they tried to kill themselves in the past 12 months. That's an that's that's enormous number of people. Yeah. And for LGBTQ teens, that number was 35%. Wow. Even more startling. So the local numbers here reported by the Dayton Daily News mirror the national trends. And these are extraordinarily high numbers. Dayton Children's has seen a 200% increase over five years in the number of kids coming to the emergency room for mental health-related issues and a 300% increase in the number of children being admitted for mental health problems. So what's going on? What have you seen also in your life? Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today on the program, 457-1290, if you'd like to weigh in, if you have a general question for us today. And with us this morning to discuss these statistics and trends and sharing with us some of his own research and understandings of the issue and the work that he has done with adolescents and their families is our friend and several time there is a seasoned guest, Dr. Stephen Liptak. Dr. Steve, welcome back. Thank you. Great to be here. Can we just call you Steve? Absolutely. Steve. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Dr. Liptak. <laughs> Doctor, yeah. This is my friend, Dr. Liptak. This is my friend, Steve. <laughs> Uh, so you, you've heard some of this. You've been aware of, of some of these stats. Uh, what have you seen in your own, uh, in your own circle, in your, your own study of this? Um, increased, yeah, again, it's, it's parallel to what you just said, Bob, an increased number of um, children and families, adolescents seeking services. And probably more disturbing for me is how the, the mean age keeps pushing downward. And, to, you know, it's almost bizarre now to be thinking of like a 10-year-old having suicidal thoughts, but that's, that's where we're at. And, and just the severity of problems that we're seeing amongst all age groups um, increasing, and then that, that trend down to where we have even younger children uh, having more serious mental health issues. Wow. So, I mean, that's got to be somewhat, uh, well, I suppose depending on how many you were talking about here, the shock tends to go away. What used to be stunning at age 13 maybe has become more commonplace, and then somebody comes in with their kid who's you know, 10 years old facing this. Or as young yeah. as eight, they're reporting, you know. Mm -hmm. that, it's hard I mean, to that's believe. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, especially within this category of depression and, and uh, anxiety and how they may be related uh, to suicide, um, there, there's a lo an awful lot that can be baked into this situation. Obviously, every case is a little bit different. Uh, we've talked about depression and, and uh, anxiety before with young people on this program. Um, with regard to what's been going on, what, why do people see uh, any kind of an uptick at all when people move into adolescence with regard to suicide? Um, well, I think, first of all, we have to kind of look at, well, I sort of refer to it as the, the perfect storm of adolescence. So you look at, at general factors, and again, when we talk about things like adolescent depression and suicide ideation and intent, just to, just to look at one factor really is an, is an overly simplistic view. So if we take some, some the general broad factors that contribute to that perfect storm, well, first of all, we know that a lot of, if not most, serious mental health conditions, biologically-based conditions, start to unfold in adolescence and early adulthood. Um, and I, I see this quite frequently. Um, you'll, you'll have a kid that was, uh, you look at their childhood, and we do a history, and they're fairly benign, happy kids, and then something happened after they hit puberty, um, they get into those teen years, and this otherwise fairly happy kid from a, sometimes an intact, pretty normally functioning family is now very, very depressed. Well, something biologically could be going on there, something, something genetic. Um, so you have that. Um, you also have the environment itself becomes more complicated. So bigger kids, bigger problems, right? There's more of a pull to be independent, uh, to be more autonomous. More kids have to juggle more. They have to be, they're required to do more. They have, they have more serious problems at age 12, 13, 14 than they did at 6 or 7. Um, development is another factor. So what we know about developmental psychology, 
uh, and so this is like we're talking about stages. So when you talk about like, the terrible twos or the midlife crisis, that's developmental issues. Well, a big developmental issue for young adolescents is this need for peer affiliation and fitting in with your peers. And I think sometimes we get this wrong. We think that it's just a flat-out rejection of the family. It's really not so much that as it is a pull towards being accepted by my peers. And so that, that is huge, and that plays into it. Along with that development is also the ability to kind of see the bigger picture. All of a sudden, now at age 13, 14, because of brain development, I could think about my own death. I could think about life after death. Um, I could think about my thinking. So your your developmentally, your your brain is becoming more sophisticated. So you could think about sometimes deeper and darker things. And then I'd say the the last piece to this, which I know we're going to be touching on more today, is um, just kind of where we're at with social media and the whole explosion of electronic media, to which we you know we would throw in uh, gaming. Um, you know, obviously social media, Facebook, YouTube, all of that, the Internet. Even just, you know, the, the smartphones with just texting rather than the verbal interaction. Right. Because you're much more likely to say things maybe in text that you would never verbally say to somebody. Right. That's, it's uh, easier, right? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Now, uh, some of these things here are, are not new. When we talk about um, perhaps seeing an uptick in, in um changes in behavior and certain symptomatic uh, things. Uh, we've always had a certain amount of teen angst, right? The rock and roll can trace its history to all the things that people feel so intensely when they move into their teen years. And we're not just talking about uh, some of that or some of that disassociation from the family and need for peer acceptance. We're also talking about statistically the things that you see that may go on biologically or physiologically with people start to rise within those ages, right? Right. It's not just a matter of, well, this is the way it's always been. Kids get weird when they're in their teen years. It's hormones and, or what? It's not just that. It's not just that. You're seeing other kinds of maladies start to crop up in that age, uh, obviously compared to when they're very you know, young kids. Um, and to go back to the, the stats that we're hearing that it's starting as young as eight, kids nowadays are environmentally exposed to more pressure at a younger age. At least that's what I see with the select sports. You know, kids are in um, situations where they're expected to perform and achieve at, I think, a lot younger age than, you know, say in our childhoods. You know, you know and Bob, you had asked me what... do you me think, what, Steve? Yeah, and you had asked me before, what are some of the trends I'm just seeing in my clinical work? And a very disturbing trend for me is just how ragged a lot of families are being run. Um, and you can say, well, we do this to ourselves, but... Um, we've got families with, I know I've got several families on my caseload with, with uh, younger kids, and they're, they're doing these select sports, the practices, the games, wrapping up at 9.30. They're getting home, having barely gotten dinner, and the kids are getting in bed after 10 o'clock. And these are young kids. These are young I kids. I mean, these, these are little are, kids. These, these aren't are high schoolers. These are seven and eight-year-olds. Like yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, so no surprise then with the younger demographics. Well, teen suicide affects families and communities of every kind. And uh, one thing we're wondering is, would you recognize the warning signs, dear listener? Are you sure or unsure of what you would do? We're going to talk more about those topics, plus the trends that are emerging in the utterly connected and utterly isolated iGen generation. All that is ahead, plus your calls to 457-1290 as we continue this morning. You're listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Retirement is full of decisions you need to make before you actually retire. When should you take Social Security? What should you do with your 401k? What's the best option for you, pension or lump sum payout? And what to do about health care? Join Mike Martinez and the team from the Pension Group as they lead a discussion about these topics and more. All while the Pension Group treats you to a complimentary dinner. You pick the date, Tuesday, May 14th, Thursday, May 16th, or Tuesday, May 21st at 545. Reservations are required, so call 937 639-7904 to reserve your seat today. That's 937-669-7904. 
Seating is limited, so call now to learn more about these events and how you can attend. Mike Martinez and the Pension Group, 937-669-7904 or online at thepensiongroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Pension Group. One of the Miami Valley's favorite events is just days away. Soin LLC and Dayton International Festival Incorporated present the 46th annual A World Affair, Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at the Dayton Convention Center downtown. The largest international festival in Ohio with over 30 countries represented in food, dance, costume, and cultural exhibits. Discover the International Beer Passport on Friday night. Plus, the Kenya Safari Acrobats are back. Advanced discount tickets available from participating organizations and from area Kroger stores, Siebenthaler's Garden Center, Far Hills, La Lama Place in Yellow Springs, and all area AAA offices. Handicapped persons are admitted without charge Saturday from 11 to 1 and free admission for any active military, including National Guard with valid military ID. Friday, May 17th, 5 to 11, Saturday the 18th, 11 to 11, and Sunday the 19th, 11 to 6. Come experience a world affair at the Dayton Convention Center. Find out more at aworldafair.com. What's better than a cold beer in the summer? Cold beer with great music and food? Rhythm and Brews is back, and it's better than ever at Miami Valley Gaming. With over 100 brews, live music, and plenty of food trucks, there's something for everybody, and admission is free. Start the summer off right with Rhythm and Brews, Saturday, June 22nd at Miami Valley Gaming. Must be 21. Gambling problem in Ohio? Call the Gambling Helpline at 1-800-589-9966. Guys, if you're thinking about buying an engagement ring, I highly recommend James Free Jewelers. Check out their new engagement ring, Layla. It's got this modern, contemporary look with a three-quarter carat GIA certified diamond and all these other diamonds surrounding it. This ring is compellingly affordable at $19.95. Go to jamesfree.com and check out the new exclusive Layla engagement ring. Then see it for yourself at James Free Jewelers, 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering, where they've been doing things right for over 78 years. This summer, hit the road with great savings at Grismer. Now through July 8th, buy four eligible Firestone tires and get $100 back by mail on a Firestone Visa prepaid gift card. Also take advantage of the Firestone Buy and Try 90-day guarantee. As always, get four free oil changes with the purchase of any four new tires, lifetime balancing and rotation included. So hit the road with savings on four new Firestone tires and get $100 back by mail on a Firestone Visa prepaid gift card. Visit GrismerTire.com. My Powerball ritual? Playing license plate numbers in my boss's golf score. When Powerball is up to $270 million, there's no better time to nail that lucky number and play the odds your way. Powerball, it's up to $270 million. Play today. And did you know that in the last nine months, players have won over $1.5 billion in prizes playing all our games. People are winning in record numbers, and winning is everywhere. Buy your tickets today. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Graduation party coming up? Educate your guests' taste buds with exciting new flavor combinations. Hothead Burritos Catering is the deliciously unique choice for your party. Learn more at hotheadburritos.com. Hothead Burritos Catering. Imagine, create, eat. Temperatures this afternoon will soar into the mid-80s. Very warm for this time of year and a little breezy. You'll get to see some sunshine, though, on this Saturday. Most of us will stay dry, but you could run into a stray shower towards late afternoon. Clouds increase tonight, dropping into the mid-60s. Tomorrow, low 80s. We'll see the chance for some showers and storms returning through the day. We'll also deal with gusty winds over 40 miles per hour throughout Sunday. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zontini on Dayton's Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. 457-1290 if you'd like to join us today on our program. We're talking with Dr. Stephen Liptak about teen suicide and some of the factors that go into that. There was some recent research uh, provided by the Dayton Daily News, or at least published in the Dayton Daily News, that talked about this. And we briefly outlined some of the factors that point to why adolescents have uh, an increase in mental health conditions. Some of this is biological. Some of this is a developmental uh, stage kind of thing. Uh, and then two other areas we're going to drill into more here as the show goes on, which would be environmental stresses, 
what is affecting younger people now within their families and within their social circles, and also their exposure to more and more adult themes, principally driven through uh, media, uh, different kinds of media. And we're going to get into all of that here as we go on. So, Steve, um, with regards to this adolescent period, what are you seeing um, as being the differences or the similarities between male and female? Okay, well, when it comes to actually committing the act of suicide, um, males are more likely to actually follow through with the act, uh, although there is a higher reporting rate of suicidal ideation and planning um, and even attempt with females. So males more likely to uh, to actually follow through with the act, though. And there's and there's different theories as to that, which you know we don't need to get into. But what I think is a really troubling statistic is that uh, between 2010 and 2015, uh, rates of depression, and along with that come the, uh, the, the suicidal uh, rising suicidal rates, had rose in female 65 percent. Wow. And so when we look at the increase in youth or teen suicide, what's really pushing that are the females. And that's, and that's a bit troubling. Yeah. Yeah, that is. And um, getting into what, what might be some of the reasons, um, with, we know that getting back to, to development, females are a little bit more vulnerable to that piece that we talked about with regards to peer affiliation. And when I say when by vulnerable, they're more vulnerable to depression, uh, mental health issues as a result of that. If you also take a look at how teens are using electronic media, it, females are by and large uh, leading males in terms of their use of social media. And we also get into well, what, how do how do pe- how do females bully other females through social isolation, through cutting you out carving you out of the group. Um, so that's a, that's a pretty important piece there. So, so it's not so much about the, the actual blatant bullying, even on social media. It's more the isolation. Keep yeah, and you, get, and you get, sometimes you get very blatant bullying, but sometimes it doesn't have to be so blatant. It's more the isolation. Um, I remember young woman, one woman that I worked with that would um, repeatedly get on social media just to see what her friends were doing without her. Um. And I had to kind of talk with her about why, why are you torturing yourself like this? But it's like she couldn't stop. She had to keep doing it. And very different, I think, than when we grew up. You know, you might have had certain social dynamics that went on, whether you were in this clique or not in this clique. Yeah. But not this sense of 24-7, that there's some other kind of drama going on outside my life or parallel to my life that affects me. And you 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 just didn't didn't know. Yeah, you're getting that information immediately. Right, right. We have a lot more to talk about today, including warning signs, those things that point to a suicidal tendency or possibility. Why do some kids commit and some do not? And what you can do if you're facing a situation in your own life. All of that is ahead. You're listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO, Dayton, Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 9.30. I'm John Tisdale with the WHO News Update. Our top story, it is a warm and sunny start to your Saturday, and we're expected to see temperatures increase into the mid-80s today. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. Mostly dry today, but we'll track some storms later this weekend. Your forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO Triple Team Traffic, several roads in Champaign, Logan, and Shelby counties uh, remain closed. This is due to flooding from yesterday's rain. This includes U.S. 36 in both directions between State Route 559 and State Route 4 in Champaign County. Now, if you're going to be traveling on the freeway, westbound 35 from 675, that five-mile drive to I-75 will take you about five minutes. And our top story here on this Saturday morning... 
It's going to be a warm Saturday across the Miami Valley. We're expected to see temperatures in the mid-80s today. Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini says it will be warm with a lot of sun. We're also going to see our UV index up here into the very high category. So that does mean you take that need to take those steps here to make sure you're protecting yourself from the UV rays. There's a slight chance for rain today, but Kirsty says the best chance for showers will be tomorrow. We're keeping an eye on Sunday's system as we're tracking another strong cold front. Now outside of any thunderstorm Sunday, the winds could gust up to 40 miles per hour. Once we start to see those storms develop, damaging winds and hail will be our main threat. Christy will have the full forecast coming up in just a moment. Residents in the northern Miami Valley are still dealing with high water due to yesterday's rainfall. Our James Ryder has team coverage from St. Mary's. People have had to use sandbags to cover up their garage doors and surrounding their houses and we've also seen plenty of people have to pump water out of their houses and many that we talked to said they're just sick of it. And with more rain in the forecast, a chance for that for tomorrow. Slight chance today. Many are worried they could be more water affecting their homes. Flood warnings remain in effect until 1245 this afternoon. For Champaign, Logan, Shelby, and Oglays counties, a flood warning for the Great Miami River. Sydney goes until 745 tonight. Breaking news out of Muncie, Indiana. Police have confirmed that seven people were shot during a house party near Ball State University early this morning. Crews tell us three people are in critical condition. They added some of the victims are Ball State students. We're still working to learn the extent of those injuries. In Harrison Township, fire crews tell us an electrical problem might have started a house fire on Siebenthaler Avenue last night. One man tells us he thought something in the backyard was on fire. That's when he noticed smoke coming from the basement. I went in and I kicked the door in and I went inside and I tried to do like a, a quick search to see if anybody was in there. And I was saying, hey, is anybody there? Call out, things like that. Uh, we've learned no one was home at the time and are still working to learn the estimate cost and damage to the structure. With the most accurate and dependable forecast here, Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. Temperatures this afternoon will soar into the mid 80s. Very warm for this time of year and a little breezy. You'll get to see some sunshine though on this Saturday. Most of us will stay dry, but you could run into a stray shower towards late afternoon. Clouds increase tonight, dropping into the mid 60s. Tomorrow, low 80s, but we'll see the chance for some showers and storms returning through the day. We'll also deal with gusty winds over 40 miles per hour throughout Sunday. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini on Dayton Severe weather station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Latest again, live Doppler 7 radar seeing sunshine all across the Miami Valley this morning. We've got 72 degrees in Beaver Creek, 71 degrees in Springfield, 73 degrees in Dayton at 934. I'm John Tisdell, WHIO Continuing News. Hi, Pete Kasugi here to tell you that if you're looking for the very best selection of your favorite garden plants, we grow over 125 varieties of tomatoes, peppers, cabbage, broccoli, cucumber, okra, cantaloupe, and eggplants. And if you haven't tried our famous neighbor beater tomato plants, come out and pick up a few and enjoy the best taste you ever had from your garden. They taste so good, you'll wish you planted more. And remember, neighbor beater garden plants are sold only at our garden center at 1309 Brand Pike. So get out that shovel and start digging. It's time for gardens, bedding plants, rose bushes, vines, and ground covers, shade trees and shrubs, bird baths and fountains, and so much more. So join the green revolution and come out and see us at 1309 Brand Pike. Hey everybody, it's Nancy here with my great best good friend, Christian Hahn of Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai. Now, I know I love my Highlander so very much, and I think folks should come and check out all the stuff you guys have to offer. We have great new cars. We have new Highlanders, new Ravs, new Sonatas, new Tucsons, and they're all located across from the airport. Very convenient. You can go online at josephairporttoyota.com or airhyundai.com. And in addition, 300 pre-owned cars, most with the lifetime powertrain warranty at no cost to you. May is going to be a big month. We have the selection. We have great pricing. We have the ease of doing business and the lifetime powertrain warranty at no cost to you. And I understand that you are pricing these vehicles to move. Yes, we're going to have a big sale. We want to sell down the cars. We have a lot of momentum this month, and we think it could be one of our biggest months ever. Because you know I will say yes. 
One of the Miami Valley's favorite events is just days away. Soin LLC and Dayton International Festival Incorporated present the 46th annual A World Affair, Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at the Dayton Convention Center downtown. The largest international festival in Ohio with over 30 countries represented in food, dance, costume, and cultural exhibits. Discover the International Beer Passport on Friday night. Plus, the Kenya Safari Acrobats are back. Advanced discount tickets available from participating organizations and from area Kroger stores, Siebenthaler's Garden Center, Far Hills, La Lama Place in Yellow Springs, and all area AAA offices. Handicapped persons are admitted without charge Saturday from 11 to 1, and free admission for any active military, including National Guard with valid military ID. Friday, May 17th, 5 to 11, Saturday the 18th, 11 to 11, and Sunday the 19th, 11 to 6. Come experience a world affair at the Dayton Convention Center. Find out more at aworldafair.com. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season with Bob and Gloria. This is the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. 457-1290 if you'd like to join in the conversation today. We're talking today about the uptick that has occurred over the last decade in particular with teen depression and suicides. And uh, with us is Dr. Stephen Liptak, who has worked with adolescents and their families for I don't know, since back before the beginning of time. 25, 28 years. Yeah, I've uh, lost count. Lost count. But he's, he's still ticking, and he's still doing a great job working with families. And we'll tell you how you can get in touch with uh, Dr. Steve later in the program. We've tried to cover uh, kind of a broad range of, of, of things here that may be factors contributing to um, this rise in teen suicide. And one of them that we, we mentioned earlier in the show was this idea of environmental stress. And a, and a lot of things can be um, baked into that. And I think perhaps overall, uh, it would fall within this this context of a, of the adult to child relationship or the authority figure to child relationship. In other words, um, we're putting increased pressure on kids to achieve at younger and younger ages. So some examples that we threw out there was this uh, highly competitive select sports, which seems to get younger and younger. Uh, not just sports, but you got the the beauty pageants for kids, the dance competitions for kids down as young as whatever six five years old and and within that sport starting younger and younger i know i hear parents talking to their kids at a very young age about getting that scholarship they're not even in high school yet and the parents are shooting for whatever training they can get for their kid to have a better chance of a very you know there's a few number of scholarships out there really at the end right, of the day right for any for any <laughs> sports and, the, right. and this it goes beyond that to the relentless focus on grades uh, on organized activities of all <laughs> kind which what i guess for lack of a better phrase we get to call it resume building for kids you know a lot of times people didn't have to worry about what they put down on their resume until they were going for a job right now kids have to sort of build their profile even before they're teenagers right well we don't tell our kids anymore just you know we just expect you to do your best and work hard and be responsible now we really are literally some parents saying, you know, you got to make principles list. Right, it has kind of right. shifted our how we um, share with our children our expectations. Part of the, the helicopter hearing. parenting thing or people have used the phrase the snowplow mm-hmm. parent who's, who's trying to block, you know, everything out of their kids way so they can succeed, succeed, succeed. Yeah. What do you see in your practice, Steve? I mean, is, is this become a, a large portion of what you're encountering on a day to day basis? Um. Yeah, I'd say there's a certain percentage of uh, children and families that, that fall into this category. These are often very high-achieving families. And um, many of these kids, when you, when you look at just the, the externals, they look like they're doing really, really well. These are often kids with high grade point averages. For example, sometimes they're multiple, store, multiple sport athletes, uh, talented musicians, they, these are these are fast track kids, um, but these are the kids that I'm I'm seeing spiking anxiety disorders. These are kids that are increasingly at higher risk for depression as they age. Um, 
these are also kids that, interestingly, when their sport's not in season or school is out, they struggle. All of a sudden, they have this downtime. And kind of the message that has been given is that, like, your worth is sort of dependent on, on what you do and what you accomplish. What you do and what you do well. And if you're and, not and, doing Right. It, and I'm not talking right. even about bad parenting. I'm talking about very well-intentioned parents. But, you know, what I see driving this is a lot is parental anxiety. Their own anxiety about raising successful kids can spill over into this, this in, inadvertent pressure. Do you think, and this might be too much of an overarching theory, but I, I don't know. Do you think some of this is us as a culture being victims of our own success? We've, we've studied things here in doing this program all, all these years, uh, particularly of the changes that have gone on in the last 40 or 50 years. Houses have gotten bigger. We have more leisure time. Uh, we don't have as many people. There's no draft. Okay, it's a volunteer uh, military, and to put it in a coarse fashion, I've sometimes said what we really need is a is a good war, yeah. which which a lot of people would say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. But but the point of that is that we seemed socially to have a connection when there has been, especially an agreed upon war, a calling higher than merely ourselves and our families and the performance models that we create through this activity. Yes. I mean, we, we had Little League when we were kids, right? Just Little League. It occurred in the summer, and then the season was over. We didn't have this 365-day-a-year focus on what we were all doing and actualizing. Yeah, I, I think you're touching on, on some important points. Um, we really come together as a community in times of crisis. And, you know, you, you could pare that down to, you know, family crisis. Sometimes families become very close when they're experiencing you know, an illness of a loved one right in that immediate family. And, and there's kind of this outpouring of feelings and support, um, which then kind of starts to go away once the, once the crisis mm -hmm. remits, yeah. right? right? And you see that on the society level. We saw that with 9-11. You know, it didn't last real long, but we had people standing up and singing the national anthem after 9-11. You had people calling into radio shows and asking about how do you pray? And there was a sense of, of coming together that I think we could learn something from that. Kind of a wake-up call. Yes, We absolutely. get so stuck in our, in our daily craziness. Sometimes those wake-up calls are actually, you know. Well, and, and I think the other point you touched thing. on, absolutely, the other point you touched on, Bob, is that we've made our society very convenient. And I kind of have this crazy secret theory that, that there, the incidence of, like, obsessive-compulsive disorder in third-world countries is probably extremely low. <laughs> right. Because, you know, those people kind of know life is hard. You know, okay, I'm standing in a bread line for two hours. Okay, that's what I do. But, you know, for us, if the ATM is closed, we don't know what to do with ourselves. Mm -hmm. you know, where am I going to get my cash, right? Um, or, oh, my gosh, you know, Panera's not open today or whatever. We have a we ma manufactured to, crisis. We do. We can't ad adapt. Well, it's very humbling then, then you, when the things we complain about until you hear somebody else's problem, you go, like, I don't really have anything to complain about. Right, right. right. So it's, yeah, and that's, that is a weird cultural thing because, again, you say, are we victims of our own success? We live in a, a successful capitalist society. Uh, wealth has increased for a great many people, including the lowest, you know, quintile of the, of the uh, socioeconomic spectrum. A lot of people are doing better than they ever have before. And so the question then becomes, what do they fill their lives up with? What goes on after that? If you're not, if you're not going off to war at 18 or 19 years old, or you don't have a serious medical issue, or even maybe go back 100, 150 years, when you came out of school, if you did complete school, you went and you worked for the family farm. Or you went and you were, it's not to say yeah. that there wasn't depression and anxiety back then, but it seems now, statistically, it's so widespread. And part of it is the things that we're doing to ourselves. The indulgence we give on all of our own activities. And so well, and, and, and pulling this back into the life of the average teen, a lot of teens see through that. They see the materialism, and, and, and they're, they're wondering, what, you know, what is this all about? What's, what's, is this all that life is? You know? Yeah, and they feel v very deflated, I think, at the end of a day when the materialism doesn't each time. It, it's very brief. Right. I, you know, I see it. So, yeah. this, so in, in talking about this indulgence, this kind of gets us back to another thing, which is something we've long talked about, the whole uh, digital addiction uh, that the culture seems to be going through, to me, seems one of the more indulgent behaviors we've incorporated here in the last couple of decades. Uh, the rate of change has been staggering. Um, but now people are, are, are constantly exposed to all kinds of things 
through digital media, all kinds of adult themes. Obviously, they have uh, news. We've talked before about how politics has become so rancorous, and that's partly because everyone's got an opinion they can push out there instantly, right, and have somebody else counter it and lob a grenade this way, lob a grenade that way. We've got violence widespread in uh, in a lot of our video games. We've got a lot of pornography knocking on the door. We've got mass violence that people are exposed to. In our schools. Uh, in schools I mean, and so forth. Right, and on TV shows. Right. We've got a lot of issues dealing with. Even some of the themes of, of some of the uh, the police shows have been twisted and cra- you know crazier and crazier as time has gone on. A lot more mental illness is exposed through a lot of these shows. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so we've got that whole soup. And what effect, what, what portion of the, the effect of all of this do you think that drives in terms of the possibility of teen suicide? Well, I, I think it it leads to this view with young people that becoming an adult is terrifying, quite quite honestly. And I'm I'm coming across this more too. This has been a very interesting trend. I have more 14, 15, 16 year olds as they're approaching that magic number 18 saying, I don't want to go, you know, I, I don't want to leave childhood. I don't want to become adult because it looks really scary and undoable to me. And to me, that's, that's kind of that, that net effect. Along with what I mentioned earlier, it's a sense of, is this all there is? Is this all there is to life? Um, you know, getting a job, making money, pursuing this, pursuing that. Uh, happiness doesn't, you know, I think they're, they're realizing that happiness doesn't last that long. And so, in a sense, you've got people being um, uh, doing all this resume building in, in a lot of teen years, but you're preparing for a life which is living amidst all of this mess. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't sound, sound like a very happy story. They see know, but... they see their parents stressed out, and they're thinking, "Okay, that's my future. That's what. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to become." Right. Well, we just recently did a show where I think I I made a point that one of the top Google searches is how to be happy sad. And that's an, there's an interesting connection that I want to make there too. And some people will hear this show and they'll talk about, well, yeah, those are all a lot of interesting themes, but is there anything going on uh, psychologically or, or even at a physiological or chemical level with people? Why do some kids, uh, you know, commit suicide and some don't? What, do, what effect does um, constant exposure to media and all of this have on the brain or on these kids? Is there anything you can share about that? Um, so when you take a look at what seems to drive the desire to commit suicide, um, kind of look at a recently new theory in, in psychology, which is the interpersonal theory of suicide, and it, it really proposes two, two pieces to this. One aspect of the desire to commit suicide, because not everybody who, who gets depressed um, is going to commit suicide. Or even think or about even it. Or even think about it, exactly. Right? Um, so the two pieces are, one, one's called thwarted belongingness, which is basically social alienation and loneliness. And the other is perceived burdensomeness, so the perception that I am a burden to other people. And that's actually backed by some pretty good research. You know, there's some p- empirical data for, for those two pieces to the uh, interpersonal theory. And these are made worse, in your opinion, by what's been going on through social media or the absolutely so let's take a, a a social media situation um i mentioned that that young lady that was kind of torturing herself by getting on social media seeing again this was a uh, th- this person fit the profile of that fast track young person honor student athlete but because of all the activities she was in guess what she was not doing making a lot of friday night football games hanging out at friends houses so then getting on social media and seeing what her friends were doing without her became a, became a real setup for depression. And there's the, there's the alienation, the, the social alienation. Which you've talked about in broader terms, not just with kids, but a lot of us who tend to look at Facebook or even LinkedIn in professional circles, and there's this perception that somebody else is doing it right. Somebody else has got this wonderful life, and nobody has anything that stinks going on. Absolutely. Right? And, and then here comes the burden, burdensomeness. What I, what I believe is linked to feeling like you're a burden is this, this feeling that I see is very common, not just among kids, but with a lot of the adults I work with, that other people have something that I don't. They're more competent. 
Um, they have better lives, which again can be promoted on social media. You know, most people don't get on Facebook and post stuff about how their life sucks, right? And 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 so they they see this and it it fits into that belief that I am less than, and other other people have something that I don't, and then that can lead to that sense of being a burden. You know, I'm a drain on other people. Mm-hmm. And so if they, if that drum if that drum beat's going on in somebody's head all the time. Uh, you can see how people might feel a sense of despair. Yeah, and, and there's that other concept that the more you think about something, it increases. I was just going to say vicious, vicious cycle. You know, you see everybody's got it better, and so you become more discontent even with your life after reading that. Well, and, and something that I try to attack in the, the work that I do in therapy is people will take this even to the point where they will filter their perceptions through that lens. So they will look for situations in their lives where they're less than, or somebody has more than them. And they'll ignore all the other ones. Right. So, so you you've the created, self-fulfilling uh, thing yeah, You've created yeah. that focus now, and that's all you're going to see. And that's yeah. all you're looking for. Yep. We're going to go to a break hmm. right now, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the warning signs and what you may be able to do here to help forestall this uh, terrible tragedy uh, when we continue. So we'll have more with Dr. Stephen Liptak right after this. You are listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey everybody, it's Nancy here with my really good friend Christian Hahn of Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai. So you've got me intrigued, Chris. You're telling me about Genesis? Yes. We, what is it? Well, we have a new franchise, Genesis which is a luxury premier brand that's gonna take on the best of the best. And I'm telling you, these cars are beautiful. They really gotta check them out. And what it has, we have right now three vehicles in the lineup, a G70, G80, and G90. And the G70 is smaller than the G80 and 90. It goes up like that, but they're all very luxurious. In fact, the G70, just one car of the year. It sounds expensive. Well, it's thousands less. The com- than the comparable competition for the same car. And I'm telling you, these cars are beautiful. They really gotta check them out. Come on out and get a free test drive and really see the new face of luxury. So where can we find Genesis? In the Joseph Airport Hyundai showroom. Hi, I'm Danielle from Burns Garden Center, your local garden grower. We've been providing the Miami Valley with incredible plants and local knowledge that produce eye-popping gardens for three generations. This weekend only at Burns, get an entire flat of 24 colorful flowers for just $10. That's just $10 for 24 fresh locally grown annuals. Get them while they last. Come visit us in Beaver Creek or Middletown. You've got to see Burns. Summer's just around the corner. Is your vehicle protected from the sun's damaging UV rays? Professional window tinting from Zvart Rhino Linings will prepare your car, truck, or SUV for the summer heat. With multiple shades to choose from, window tint will enhance your vehicle's appearance, privacy, and security. All Zvart Rhino Linings window tint comes with a lifetime warranty. Right now, get two doors window tinted for only $69.99. Zvart Rhino Linings, we've got you covered. Find your local Zvart Rhino Linings at zvart.com. Have you been thinking about retiring? It could be the most important decision of your life. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio Saturdays at 1 p.m. right here on WHIO for answers to your questions about how to maximize your money during retirement and learn strategies about minimizing your taxes. Get the facts and learn about all of your options. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO part of our Ask the Expert weekends. Caring for those with Alzheimer's, memory loss, or other forms of dementia takes kindness, compassion, and dedication. Symphony at Centerville's in-the-moment approach is truly unique. Through individualized activities and purposeful interaction, our team makes happy moments and fulfilling opportunities occur every day. Our in-the-moment program's six elements of engagement allows us the flexibility to meet individualized needs in a nurturing environment. 
Contact us today to experience Symphony at Centerville firsthand. Open May 13th through December, the Air Force Museum Foundation presents a new exhibit, D-Day, Freedom from Above, as part of the D-Day events happening at the National Museum of the United States Air Force. For the first time, this event will be on display in the U.S., and it's the premiere of the Histopad, an interactive device that helps make the exhibit come to life. Use it to see inside aircraft, operate equipment, compare scenes to 1944, watch videos, and more. Celebrate the greatest generation for only $5. My Powerball ritual? Playing license plate numbers in my boss's golf score. When Powerball is up to $270 million, there's no better time to nail that lucky number and play the odds your way. Powerball, it's up to $270 million. Play today. And did you know that in the last nine months, players have won over $1.5 billion in prizes playing all our games. People are winning in record numbers, and winning is everywhere. Buy your tickets today. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Quality name brand furniture for less? Yes. During the annual springtime sales event going on now at Cedar Hill Furniture, the savings are in full bloom, so stop in now to save. At Cedar Hill Furniture, you're going to love the change. The new assisted living and memory care Beehive Homes of Springboro is now accepting reservations. Call 937-350-1211. Appreciate the difference of a smaller, more personalized experience. Beehive Homes of Springboro, the next best place to home. Could see some spotty fog early this morning. Temperatures then through the day today will soar into the mid-80s. We'll see sunshine and scattered clouds. It'll feel a little muggy as well. Breezy through the afternoon. Most of us stay dry, but you could see a pop-up shower towards the end of the afternoon. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zontini on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There's a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. And over there is Dr. Steve. And we've been talking today about teen depression and suicide. We only have a few minutes left here. Uh, Steve, tell us what are some of the principal warning signs if somebody was considering doing this what should people be looking at all right so um biggest warning sign is going to be isolation so you you so you want to look at any kind of behavior changes uh but one of the biggest one is is isolation isolation and what's interesting about these is that some of them can look like typical teen behavior well don't most teens isolate and ignore their families and yeah but don't just rationalize that um spending more time in their room um Increasing exposure to the, the media that we talked about. Irritability. By the way, a lot of this all coincides with lack of sleep, which is a whole other show we could talk about mm-hmm. in terms of how that affects mental health. Um, cha- you know, changes, drastic changes in mood. Just kind of flipping with very little provocation. Like all of a sudden, kids really, really angry and like for no reason. Right. Uh, so those would be some of the common warning signs. So, so what are some of the things that if you see these signs... What what's your best advice? What do you do? What does a what does a parent do or a friend do? Um, I mean, it sounds like common sense, but really you got to start by engaging and talking with your kids. And you know, I would love to come back and just talk about how to talk with kids. Kids need us to listen to them. And what we don't do because we're parents is we freak out and we start giving advice. We do most of the talking. We do most of the talking. And we don't have to agree with what they're saying, but you just have to show that you have to empathize with it. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, I am with uh, Premier Health Network uh, Outpatient Behavioral Services in uh, Troy, Ohio. We're on the campus of uh, Upper Valley Medical Center. And that's in, uh, you say in Troy, right? Yes. Okay, very good. Dr. Steve Liptat. Can't get any better. Can't. And uh, if you'd like, if you have an emergency situation anytime of the day or night, 800-273-TALK is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That is 800-273-8255. And that'll do it for us today. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step and never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. For my dear friend and co-host, Gloria Shanahan, for Dr. Stephen Liptak, for our great producer, Javon, and everyone who makes this show possible, I want to thank you for being here. You've been listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.